Callie. Hi, oh Caroline. What's going on, girlfriend? I'm a little bit starstruck. You're so beautiful oh, in stop. person. <laughs> if, I, if I knew that, I would I would have come here way earlier. Like, what do you mean? Thank you. That's really sweet. No, I have a lot of uh, full face of makeup on today because we were recording. So like I said, don't be fooled. It's well, all for all for the purpose. Thank you so much for joining us. And I just want everyone who's not familiar with you who isn't, to know a little bit more about you. So tell us who you are, where you hail from, et cetera. Yes, I am Kelly Keegs. I work for Barstool Sports, and I do um, a podcast there called Because We Got High. I also cover um, The Bachelor there, Bachelor Bachelorette, with a show called Cutting Stems. This is a live after show we do. And I'm just, uh, I'm like a personality there. So I just like pop in like weird videos. I do weird shit. Sometimes I'm like playing video games. Sometimes I'm like eating gross things on video to like see a reaction. Right, right. It's like, you know, it's a fun house over there. So apart from like the the podcast that that I love dearly. Um, yeah, it's just a bunch of a bunch of stuff. I tweet a lot. I love Taylor Swift. Um, I like, you know, movies and music. And that's pretty much all I'm ever talking about. So yeah. amazing. I think you like tweeted something that was like, I'm just a fan of everything or something. Yes, Like it becomes kind of annoying. I, I feel myself being annoying because I'm like, I am so interested in so many things. And I just right. like all I do all day long is like look up facts and like just kind of like want to learn things that I'm reading about or like see, you know, I want to know the lyrics to the song I'm hearing, like right. just weird shit. And I retain all that information because I feel like it's interesting. And I'm just constantly talking about it. So I feel like how like how many things can I talk about? How many things can I be like? Oh, actually, I have a story about that. Before it becomes really annoying, it's like, come on, we don't need you to. You don't. We don't need your two cents on everything. But right. I have two cents for everything. I think that's amazing. Um, I wanted to start by going through some Taylor Swift lyrics. Well, Love actually, that. she just posted something very cryptic. Yes, you it came is, in right as right as she it is Friday at noon. Okay, <laughs> she posted this thing, and I guess we'll have to wait and see. But she posted this thing. Um, it just says, "I'll read it out loud." Hold yeah. On. It says, uh, the vault door is about to be as unhinged as you'll think I am after you watch this video. Level expert, happy decoding. And it's like a picture of a literal vault opening. And there's like garbled noise that is like one of her songs in the background. Maybe something playing in reverse. Can't quite tell. Right. And there are flashing images of scrambled letters like coming at you from out of the vault. It looks ridiculous. I have no idea what this could mean. I made a blind guess that the song was White Horse. I don't think that that's right. The more that I'm listening to it. Are you going to do that it, on record? <laughs> I'm like, I tweeted it, so it is already on record. But it's like, I was like, early guess. I didn't do any decoding. White Horse. So like, that would be cool if that was right. But I have a feeling it's not. I'm sure it's much more intricate than that. Like, if it were that easy to pick up, she wouldn't put it out. So who knows? What are your, like, what is your general take on her whole Easter egging thing? For those of you that don't know, like, she hides really elaborate secrets mm-hmm. and like theories in all of her vid- music videos and songs. Is that right? In her songs, her videos, and in her promotions, like she's uh, she's always giving hints. It's always mm. like whenever there's something going like something new coming out or whatever, she will drop hints and like she doesn't post without there being something behind it. You know, right. like even like, even like she'll post a photo of herself and there'll be something in the background that is like a clue for something. But if you're not looking for clues all the time, then you're not, you don't know. But there are people, I, I am not one of the people that is like always looking for clues unless they're obvious, just because I like can't, that'll upend my life. Like if I have to comb through it like that. But there are people that do it, like the people who are um, really obsessed with her on Tumblr and things like that. Like her presence on Tumblr is like where all of her fans really, right. really live. And they just sit there and go on and on. Like, what could this mean? Well, she was in this place at this time and that lines up with like, this story she told in this interview and whatever it's crazy and then she and like I, like I one it. comment right yes. and then everyone will be like ah. she feeds into it which i actually going back to your initial question what do i think about it i love it i it's think so it's smart. i think it's so smart yeah. so creative and i think that it's it gets people's brains moving and that's something that i that i like in general so i think it's cool 
that she does that and takes the time to like make it fun, you know, like and be be a little mysterious considering she's somebody who kind of shares her whole life with us. Like this is a right. mystery part of her that that we like. What did you hear about? These are a little bit controversial. Um, did you hear about the whole like Taylor is lesbian gate? Oh, of course. Are you kidding me? With Carly Claus, With Carly the whole Claus thing. Of on course. TikTok, that was yeah. all it wasn't even TikTok. That's been that rumor's been going around for years. Like that oh. was a that was a rumor back, I wanna say twenty. God, I'm fucking with an oh, expert yeah. now. Oh no. It's like, bitch, you have no idea. Like this is the obsession. But no, back in, let's see. I wanna say twenty sixteen, maybe, or seventeen, like right around that time. Um, it was right when reputation was coming out, I think. And so um there were rumors that Taylor was like with Carly Kloss and then they were calling them Kaylor, like this whole thing. And that um, dress was about Carly. Like they're saying that. And people were like, oh shit, oh shit. And then weirdly around that time, they like kind of stopped hanging out. Like Taylor, like the last time that they were hanging out was like at the Victoria's Secret fashion show when Taylor performed and then they were like besties forever. Carly started dating, uh, what's his face? Kushner. They got, they ended up getting married. Taylor, I know, disagrees with the politics. So does Carly, though. So I'm not sure, like, what the deal is there. <laughs> oh, but they really kind of interesting are, yes, to they it. kind of like were separated there, mm-hmm. and then it just seems like a lot of, um, I don't know, it seemed like a lot of shade coming out of Taylor, like that could be at Carly or it could be at anybody else. Like it was really strange. But the rumor I remember at the time was that Taylor was going to go on, and this was right before, right when, uh, right before Lover came out. Mm-hmm. The rumor was that she was going to go on Ellen. And, like, say that she's a lesbian or say she's bisexual. That was, like, the rumor. And everybody believed it, and including myself. I was like, holy shit, this is about to be a huge deal. Like, Taylor Swift is one of the, like, biggest artists of all time. Like, this is going to be unbelievable for, you know, for, like, the LGBTQ community. Yeah, like, absolutely. Holy shit. Yeah. And, uh, and it was all just a fucking rumor. Like, everything <laughs> about it was fake. I don't know how it all came up. Like, I have no idea how that all happened. And still to this day, I'm like, I like the thought. That, like, Taylor and Carly Kloss were, like, you know, this, like, flirty girlfriends. Like, that's kind of right. silly. But in reality, I bet not. Like, I bet that none of that was happening. And this, that's just a rumor that got away with us. Well, okay. I'll push you a little bit on this. Because in folklore, right, there was a new wave of, like, oh, yeah. the lesbian theory. Because uh-huh. of the way she was dressing and acting mm-hmm. during the folklore. Gold Rush, I think, is the song that everybody says yes, is about it's Carly. About Carly. It's like a salty song. Being, like, I don't, you know, okay. like, I don't like gratitude kind <laughs> right, of Right, right, right. And it's, like, something about golden hair or something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then another thing, this is unrelated. I was watching a TikTok about this, about how like people now feel ups- not upset, but like like uneasy watching the 1989 era videos because they know that uh, she was struggling with an eating disorder, yes. right? Or like just like disordered thoughts about eating. Yes. And now she's very like more body positive, kind of mm-hmm. rocking her look, like et cetera. What do you do? You weigh in? I <laughs> I honestly that's that's a really good point because I have a hard time with that too. 1989 is one I think my favorite album of hers. Like, and she if, like, like looked so happy. No, she right? looked like amazing. She yeah. really did. And it's <laughs> fucked up to say that because you think right. back and you're like, oh my god, the pressure she was under. She's like losing all this weight, and but she. I guess she's one of those people that has always been like tall and lanky. So I never, you know, you don't think about something being wrong until right. it comes out later that something was wrong. And even now, it's not like she's like looks so different. But right. You can now. tell that yeah. she like looks healthy now and she right. looks and she's spoken about it and it's a whole thing. Yeah. But I do feel, I feel a little bit weird watching the videos because I honestly I watch them frequently I love those videos I love 1989 blank space was I was the I was blank I was a person from blank space like for Halloween like I just you know what I mean like very obsessed with those videos um even uh shake it off that video was great like all those videos are so cool and I don't think it takes away from how cool cool the videos are I mean she was still working on it so hard and she you know obviously was going through a tough time but I guess that kind of shows how 
how strong she is, how, how she can she can still produce such such masterpieces even when she's feeling her lowest. She's just a superstar. She's such, I mean, I'm fucking obsessed she's with her. I say she's just as everything. I, you can, you'll never find me saying a bad word. Actually, no, that's a lie. I did for a little bit say a bad word about her or speak, spoke negatively of her when all the like Kim Kardashian drama was first going um. down because that was at a point where Taylor was like, Taylor, I think, started getting a little bit of the Anne Hathaway treatment where everybody like suddenly hated Anne Hathaway. Everybody right, was like, right, Fuck right. Her. Like, I don't want her anywhere, totally. which made no sense to me. I was like, Anne Hathaway's cool. She's a great actress. Why does everybody hate her so much? And I think it's because she's so like just nice and humble and whatever that people think it's not genuine. And I think that Taylor goes through that a lot. Like mm-hmm. she, she's always like, she's very humble. She's always like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And after a while, it's like, bitch, you won like 10 Grammys. You, <laughs> you can believe it now. Like we understand. So I think people were kind of off on her for that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then all of a sudden, like Kim Kardashian comes out who really never goes out of her way to talk shit really about people. Like True. that was a really weird out of left field, like call out. And the Kanye West thing and all of that bullshit getting wrapped up. And at first I was like, damn, is Taylor like this fake bitch? Have we been fooled all along? So I did waver briefly. And then, Kelly. of course, Reput- I know. I, it, like, it like haunts me to this day. I'm like, I feel like if ever I meet Taylor, I have to be like, listen, Taylor, I love you to death. I have to confess that for two seconds I didn't. I just don't want you to think I'm a fake bitch. Like, I don't want you to think I'm fake because there was a moment where I didn't believe you. And I am sorry for like succumbing to the media. Like, how dare I? How dare I? But just sometimes, confess, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. When you have all those powerful people trying to convince you of some shit, like yeah. Kim Kardashian, I, I, I follow her ass all day long. I love Skims. I love her. You know what I mean? She's the greatest, too. But, and, but you know, in the end, that was all Kanye. I, mean, I could give a shit about Kanye, to be honest. I very much don't care about him. So uh, I hope that one day Taylor and Kim become friends. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. now that Kim and Kanye are separating, I feel like Taylor and Kim could maybe... Uh, settle their differences at some point. Well, it's kind of really interesting to look at the two careers of Kim Kardashian and Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Arguably, the two most successful. And some could make the argument that sure. they're the two most successful, like women in entertainment or whatever. Sure. And how completely different they've gone about it, right? So, so you different. have like Kim with like kind of just like scrappy vibes. You know what I Big mean? Big time. Like, yes. like Kim yes. will just take whatever she can get. Completely. You know what I mean? And look she how says well yes. it works. She, did, she never goes home. She never goes home. <laughs> she is always saying, yeah, she's doing whatever she needs to do. And now she's a fucking billionaire. So it's exactly. like, oh, cool. But yeah, I think that, that Taylor had more of a traditional rise to fame. Whereas Kim, like you said, it's kind of like that scrappy, like she became like friends with the CD people in Hollywood and like right. built her ass up and like knows all these people and is like really involved with that. And Taylor was too young, I think, at the time to really, like, come up like that. I think now she's got a, you know, she knows what she's doing. She knows the industry in and out and whatever. But in that time that she was still learning about it, Kim had that advantage of, like, being older and growing up around it and kind of, like, I don't know, like a little more cutthroat, I think, than than Taylor was in, in the past. Well, it's so interesting that you mentioned that like cutthroat energy because Taylor gets this rep, right, of being mm-hmm. nowadays of being like kind of salty, cutthroat, like yeah. the whole scooter like post and everything. Shit, yeah. yeah, the Ginny and Georgia thing. You see that? No, I, I actually watched you? that. It's a show on Netflix, and I watched the first couple episodes and I thought it sucked, and then I kind of got sucked into it. And that's actually pretty good. I saw the first episode, but they, didn't like it. Okay. yeah, like right. I kind of I like was like mm, the show sucks, but it actually ended up being pretty good. But so there was a joke, I guess, within it, which I missed. I like went back to go see it, but there was a joke in there being like, oh. Oh, like you got more boyfriends than Taylor Swift or something a very offhanded oh, joke yeah. and Taylor Swift fucking tweeted it at Netflix and was like like how dare you like writers of Ginny and Georgia like oh great bring other people down slut shaming them on your platform like this whole thing and I was like 
okay, like, yeah, all right, queen, I'm, I'm behind you for sure. But are we sure we need to get so mad about this one? Like, is this, are we wasting our energy on a Netflix show that like nobody cares about? Right. To be honest, I think that like made the show more popular probably. So I right. wonder if she has like a cut of it. I always think about that shit. I'm always like, mm. I wonder if how much of the drama is contrived, you know? Like how much of it is real? How much of it is like a little under the table? Like, oh, even like no, all press is good press essentially. Right. So you never know. But I thought that was that was a wild a wild thing she did. Yeah, and like to that end, like I actually feel like Kim and Taylor. Now that I'm thinking about it, they have a ton in common because mm-hmm. Kim is really good at that stirring the pot for her own benefit. Yes. So like basically talking shit about herself to or like creating drama Completely. around herself. She's to a, make she money. Is, <laughs> she she's like the one of the original reality TV stars. Like right. she knows how to work <laughs> yeah. a camera, how to work a room, how to work a situation, like how to work a situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Always. And like I feel like you're right about Taylor. Like with the whole Scooter Braun thing, like I was talking to someone about it and they were like okay listen like like technically right scooter just bought the rights to her music or whatever Mm -hmm. like that's something that people do every day in it like in the music industry it's not like he was like stealing it right Mm -hmm. he paid money from like a company or whatever it happened right right right. but the fact that taylor's using like her platform to make it sound like it's like this illegal crazy like thing like fair to her because it's like that's that's the the I'm, I'm explaining this wrong, but that's the like hand that she can play. No, she's yeah. she's controlling the narrative. She's exactly. doing doing her right. best to control the narrative, and she's doing what she needs to do in order to do it. And yeah, it, it's true that the the workings behind the scenes of Scooter having her music rights, none of it was illegal. It was definitely right. kind of like a, oh whatever, oh whatever. I think the problem with that was he wouldn't like he wasn't good about giving it back. But if mm. you're a businessman, you're not. That's right. Why how you- much money is that? You know what I mean? Like it's not <laughs> it's not like his fault that he like. Well, it is his fault. But he was smart enough to buy it all up. It's a scumbag move to do that, but it's right. it was a smart business move for money. And so Taylor is just kind of like now using it to her advantage to like, you know, diminish him. What I think is interesting is that there aren't any other like Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber, like the old Justin Bieber, I guess, a little bit came out and was just like like chill out, basically. Yeah. But um like Ariana Grande doesn't say shit because she's Scooter Braun's like one of his right. one of his people. Like I'm I'm interested how like a lot of the people that he works with besides Taylor, who he had worked with, mm-hmm. haven't really said anything about it. So I wonder, like, what the bad blood is there. Like, I feel like it, it's there are more layers to it than than we're privy to seeing. But it's kind of the same thing where, like, um, like Michael Jackson owned. I don't know if he still owns, but owned a lot of the like Beatles original music. So like, right. yes, yeah, like yeah. Paul McCartney has been like slowly chipping away, trying to buy it all back from him for years, being mm-hmm. like, I don't make any money off the Beatles because Michael Jackson <laughs> bought all this shit. You know what I mean? It's like that's crazy to me, and that's funny because it's like a celebrity and a celebrity, and like a fan and you know whatever. And I'm sure if like, yeah, I'm sure I don't I don't know the intricacies of that, but I do know that it was like a whole thing about how My- Michael Jackson's making all the royalties off the Beatles songs. Like, boy, you got enough. You got enough from your own songs, and yeah. you're and you're creepy. Like, what's the deal? <laughs> well, t- two things on that. One, apparently Drake owns Michael Jackson's unreleased music. Really? So that's Excellent. another. Layer. There it is. <laughs> there that's it is. There's Drake. So Drake is on the come. Like at some point, he's gonna be like, "What's up?" Like here it is. And there's um, yeah, there's a rumor that that's why all of his music has has like been so good because he's been like. Re- mixing some old beats of like honestly Michael so smart how crazy that's really is that smart <laughs> that's really smart by drake drake i think is another one who's really fucking smart like oh, yeah. he he also does easter eggs he does like little call outs in his song stuff like that i love that kind of shit but i think that nobody does that better than taylor the, yeah the that's true. call outs and things like that and then i guess to that end like you know the whole obviously call her daddy drama with mm-hmm. barstool and the stuff barstool, like yeah. 
it kind of reminds me of the Taylor Scooter Braun thing because it's like, okay, if I'm Barstool, I mean, obviously, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I invest in talent when they're not like, they don't have millions of followers, when they have a small mm-hmm. following or whatever. I think they're really good. And I'm like, down the line, when you blow up, I'll have like a larger cut of that than if I had gotten involved down the line. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. it's like they're kind of like, they're kind of scooter brawning in a way, not not to, you know. It, I, I can see the comparison. It's yeah. like, I think the only difference there is like Scooter Braun, Taylor Swift was already a superstar and he was doing this, mm. whereas like the Call Her Daddy thing, that was like a chance that Dave was right. taking. He was like, right. oh, I'll, I'll like. It's a gamble. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so, it, but it ended up obviously working out great. And right. now, you know, <laughs> despite the drama, it ended up all being fine. But I think, right, with, that is kind of though how you work in business. Like you have yeah. to, you don't know, like you're about to shell out a couple of salaries and like all of this time and all of these like producers and marketing, things and marketing and yeah. whatever is it going to be worth it to you right. down the line? Like you're spending all this money and if it does end up being worth it, fantastic, great, whatever. But if not, that's like a loss that you took. So you kind yeah. of have to protect yourself at first. But I think that, I think they did a good job of like ironing that all, all that out. And I think it worked out for the best. I think that yeah. Alex is great. I, I like Alex Cooper a lot. She makes me laugh, but I liked her <laughs> more than Sophia, I think. Like just, oh. I'll say that straight up. Like I did. I liked her. I think she's funnier. And she's cool. I think Sophia is like a little more laid back. I think Alex mm. has got that like, like fire. vlogger style, like loud yeah. in your face, whatever. I think it's it's interesting well, to, like, to see. I honestly, like, I mean, I, I just fucking love Alex. But I also, like, back in the day, like, I'm not going to lie about it. Back in the day, I, I love them both and their energy together. Well, they're great because they were best friends. They were you know? best it's friends, like, right. It's, it's and, always fun to, like, feel like you're in a, like, in on, like, a best friend, like, situation or, like, right. listening to best friends talk. And that, I mean, that's kind of how I was laughing on our, on our podcast that because we got high, we all just like talk over each other all day long like we just but we're but when we're sitting there oh. it doesn't feel like we're talking over each other it doesn't feel like I'm being cut off or I'm cutting somebody off or whatever it feels normal and then like the next day well people being like this pod's so good but you guys just talk so fast and all talk over each other and I'm like yeah but don't you do that with your friends like I feel like when I'm talking with my friends none of us get in a word edgewise and we're all just yelling to be louder than each other like it's right. just always a situation and I and I like think that those situations are fun and they feel so authentic. Yeah. Well, like about that, about your pod and everything. Um, one of the themes we, that I've been talking about on this podcast is like how to make really good relationships with girls because mm-hmm. a lot of like young women DM me or whatever and they're like, you know, like I, I have trouble. Like can, I'm not like a girl's girl yeah. or whatever yeah. the thing is. Like how has it been working on this podcast? Three girls, different personalities, like – what do you feel like you've learned like from it? It's funny that you say the the like people who have struggles are not a girl's girl, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that that is so true for so many people, and I think that women are always worried about competing with other women. It's like this inherent thing that we feel. And somebody said something to me a long time ago. I don't know who said it, but it was like uh, women are afraid to like support other women because they're we're like made to believe that there's only so much room at the top for us, like for women. And that like like all these men are up there, they're all in charge, they're all successful, they're all doing everything, and there has there can only be like one sports woman, <laughs> one entertainment woman, one woman here. It's like, what do you mean? No, that's not true. There can be lots. We can take shit over. Like we can do that. <laughs> and I think that people forget that you can do that. And so you immediately go into a situation with other girls and you think like, oh, I have to be better than her, or I have to because women always are pitched against each other. Like I don't know totally. why. Like two male co-hosts on a podcast, not people are not gonna be like, he's so much better than him <laughs> or like whatever. That's never like or he's so much hotter than him or all oh, why is she on or why is this guy on there whatever it never happens with guys it always is happening with girls and for people who are struggling with that I think it translates to friendships too because Mm -hmm. especially too if you're like 
a girl who's friends with guys, like and exclusively friends with guys. Now I am a person who I am very good friends with guys, and I also am very good friends with girls. I've like grown over the years to be able to do both, but it's hard to do it's both. Hard, yeah, and it's hard to be friends with guys and not look like the kind of girl that's like a pick me girl or like trying to like get the guys attention and like boys and whatever. And it's just like, and be that kind of girl. And you always want to like, you know, talk shit about that kind of girl. But at the same time, that kind of girl probably just like feels comfortable there and, and doesn't even feel comfortable enough to talk to girls because she thinks automatically like, Oh, they hate me because I'm friends with guys. I think that, there should always be a time where you have to stop and think like, okay, instead of like being pissed at this girl or judging this girl or whatever, be like, all right, she says she has no girlfriends. Let me have like a conversation with her. Let me see like, what's the deal? Why is it that you don't have girlfriends? Is it because you're an asshole or is it because you just like are too nervous to approach right. a situation and you're worried that we as we girls are going to reject you and you don't want to like be rejected. And um, I think you just have to be a little more, a little nicer to, to other women, I think is the, is the thing, you know? Yeah. And like you always see like, you know, guys like helping each other or the the, the growing out all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, what the hell is this? But it's with women, the like camaraderie is, is much different and it's very, it gets clicky. It gets weird. And I'm super guilty of that. I've been like, I catch myself, I'm 30 years old. I catch myself still being like, like kind of gossipy and clicky sometimes. And I'm like, like relax. I'm I'm too old for this. Like, why am I doing this? Like, I I don't need to be doing this. I don't need to be talking this much shit. Like, why don't I just, I can talk shit about things that don't, that aren't like people. I can talk shit about like celebrities and life and whatever why not include all these people in it instead of like targeting them and like it's just not a it's not a cute look anymore like it's not yeah. a cute, it was never it was never a cute look <laughs> but, but especially <laughs> especially now and it's and like once you become aware of how like uncool it is to act uncool like that you don't want to be like that anymore you know it's, it so gets true. embarrassing yeah and I think like to your point I keep saying that. To, to that yeah. end. <laughs> no, but I like it though. You said to that end. I'm going to be saying that for like a week and a half. And to that end, like you'll hear my next podcast, that's all I'm going to say. So I was like, great new phrase. Because I always say like, and, and I, I should say, as I would say, that's always what I say. Accordingly. Always. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, like I feel like, um, like if you've had bad experiences with girls, like maybe in high school or middle school or whatever, mm-hmm. like then in the like in the real world, you feel like nervous about, For sure. you know, or threatened or whatever. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think having just more like of an empathetic view of like that pick me girl is is really helpful. Yeah, it it really is because sometimes it's like sometimes she's like not a pick me girl, and sometimes like right. you said, she's just nervous. She's just whatever. She just is trying to like do the cool thing or like thinks she's doing the cool thing. And I feel like a lot of the times those girls like. Maybe they didn't have, like, girlfriends growing up. Maybe they only had brothers. Maybe they only – they just – maybe they don't have a good relationship with their mom. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. there's always something underlying where it's, like, they have some sort of boundary that makes it hard for them to, like, identify with other women or, like, hang out with other women. And that's so shitty. Like, how – imagine, like, feeling cast out or rejected by, like, other other girls, other women. It's such a shitty feeling. And I, I've definitely been on the receiving end of it. And I've also definitely been on like the giving end of that. Like it's just yeah. maybe unintentionally, but you know, you, you do it. And as long as you recognize you do those things and, you know, move forward as like a nicer person, as a better person, I feel like yeah. whatever, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, thank you for that perspective. That was super helpful. Oh my gosh. You're welcome. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. Thanks, it, felt, it felt kind of smart coming out of my mouth. I'll be honest. I felt pretty smart during that, during that little segment. I was like, honestly, here I am on my soapbox because I feel pretty strongly about it. I was yeah. glad that you asked that. I do because it's like. Because I, I, I have felt that way, and I like I said, I've, like, treated people that way, and it's, like, not a good – it's just not, like, why? It's, it's a bad so much cycle. Energy. Yeah. Right. Bad cycle. So much energy wasted on that shit. Yeah. Like, just be nice to people, and if you don't want to hang out with them, just walk away. You know? Right. You don't need to, you don't need to like, waste your energy hating these people or talking shit. It's just, like, ugh, I roll my eyes. You know? It's yeah. too much. 
All right. Well, next up on my list is The Bachelor. Now, oh, Kelly, listen up. <laughs> Are you a bachelor, a bachelor bitch? Are you about to tell me? Drop some knowledge? I, I used to be, okay? Okay. And then I realized that it is the worst reality television. <laughs> yes, I just said that. Damn. On, on TV. I'm talking like, if you want to watch good reality television, 90 Day Fiance, right? 90 Day Fiance okay? is good. Okay, The Housewives, good. okay? Housewives Why are, are you watching The Bachelor? This is a direct attack at you. That's fine. I take it. I accept this attack. I have a rebuttal. Don't okay, worry. Okay. Finish your attack and I, I will rebut. They say the same thing every uh-huh. episode, yes. okay? And then basically the blog sphere, right, is like operating outside or the Instagram spheres operating outside the show. And I feel like if I were to be on a desert island watching The Bachelor, I would have no fucking idea what's actually happening on The Bachelor because The Bachelor is about like all the like like Rachel commented on Instagram. Chris Harrison went uh-huh. on live with Rachel Lindsay. Like I can't follow it all because the show isn't actually the show anymore. I rest my case. You are absolutely correct in all of those things. The Bachelor is no longer a show. It is now an immersive experience. You sign up for that life and not everyone can take it, Caroline. Not everybody can handle it. I understand you sign up for that life though. And this is what's, how The Bachelor has changed over the years. It's an immersive. It used to be. It really is. Experience. It really is. Yes, it's a Ford. It's the OTT channel is, is the fucking Bachelor. But so, um, so what's interesting about The Bachelor is it used to be just a show. Like it used to be like, obviously before social media was so prevalent. And also right. you weren't allowed to like, there was a time where you weren't allowed, if you were on the season, you couldn't like, and I'm thinking maybe it's just because social media really didn't exist. Instagram definitely didn't exist for a long, for like a long time, obviously. But you couldn't like post about yourself being on the show while you're on the show. Like right now wow. they post like, uh, you know, after an episode airs, ABC will post a bunch of photos of, of like Matt James and whoever like on Instagram on their main page. It's like right. you don't ever see, you used to not ever see like that much behind the scenes. So it was a lot of mystery and it was a lot of like, oh, what's going to happen? What's going on? But you kind of knew what was going on because it's cheesy. Like, it's a cheesy show, and you can figure it out, and it always goes by the same pattern. And that's why I love it because I'm like, I can, I love being able to predict exactly what's going to happen. And it's almost like a game now. Like, you and I, and we do on our uh, Cutting Stems, it's our live after show we do on The Bachelor. We're like sponsored by these people, Owens Mixers, and they, we do a drinking game, and I make the drinking game because, and it's so I, I just know what to do. I'm like, anytime someone cries, like, if, you know, if Chris Harrison comes in and like says, can I take, can I have, a minute with you girls or can I have a minute with Matt like I you know I, it's easy wait, to predict stuff wait so what are the phrases again it's like um can I steal you for a second that's a good one <laughs> can I steal you for a second hey can I chat for a second uh and then it's, and then let's see like, we really need like, to have a conversation or I'm, I'm yeah. falling in love with you I just really need to tell you that I think maybe I might be falling in love with you then super non-committal I love you is yeah, always well, my favorite well they, they've created different stages of love right it's now yes. like I, I like I think I'm falling for you I think I'm falling for you then mm-hmm. it's like I think I might love you but not yeah. yet and then the, the bomb I love you at the, the big end. reveal yeah. the big reveal <laughs> and then yeah what about the what about the um I'm looking for oh fuck I'm looking for um someone who will like not leave or say what's Claire's thing someone who'll show oh, up oh someone will show up yes I'm looking for someone who's gonna show up for me and show up for for us and for our family oh yeah that's what but it's just it's so it's now a joke of itself like right. the show like I said if you watch the show thinking, like, I'm going to f- watch a show about, like, people falling in love. No, that's not what you're watching. I keep comparing it now, my favorite comparison. I don't know who originally did it, but people keep comparing it to wrestling. And I'm like, it is like wrestling, whereas, like, that's a performance, that's entertainment, that's a show, that's obviously fake. But when you tell people who watch wrestling that it's fake, they're like, shut the fuck up. Like, no, it's not. Like, what do you mean? It's so fun. Whatever. That is The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's pretty fake. Like, it's real to a certain extent where the people are real. 
but the situations are created by the producers. The situations are are like molded by them and what's it's so funny like being involved in that on like the outside as like an outsider looking in and looking for those things that like the producers are doing, like blaming them for everything. Like if somebody does something stupid or if someone's too drunk, I'm like, oh, well, the producers are, they're filming that person all day long because they're like a, a loose cannon. So they're, they're going to try to like goad them into saying something maybe they wouldn't do or wouldn't have said. And it's funny thinking about like um, the, the like the thinking that goes behind it to make this like entertaining show. Mm-hmm. But Without that part of it, like I like it better now, I think, just because it's fun to like tweet along with it and talk shit about it and like yeah, get involved yeah. and whatever. But um, it's it's a completely different show than yeah. than it was when it started, for sure. I think that's actually a really good way of like looking at The Bachelor these days is like what's going on behind the scenes, sort of mm-hmm. like a deep read of the situation. Because if you were to just watch it like for pure entertainment value, you'd be so bored. Am I wrong? So bored. Yeah. I, I, yes, 100% so bored. And it's just so ridiculous and so silly. But I also think too people forget about like, I'm always referencing the people in middle America and I feel bad as if it's like I'm talking shit. But I'm not trying to like talk shit. I just know that middle America fucking loves The Bachelor. And yeah. I know that a lot of them probably think it's like legitimate. You know what I mean? Like right. there are people who who sit up and watch this on their TV and it's like their scheduled programming for the Monday night. And it is like that for me, but it's my job. And also I think it's funny, I, but it's not like appointment TV for me. Uh, otherwise, like, you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah, it'd be yeah. like, Oh, this is a crazy show. But some people, they get like really into it. They fall in love. I used to be a person who would like, I would cry at the bachelor. If it was like an emotional moment, I would cry. Yeah. I'm also a crier, but you know what I mean? Like if you yeah, let yourself you, get swept up yeah. in it, it's fun and it's cool and whatever. And so it's, you know, yeah, I actually, you've turned me around now. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. It's all, all right. about your. It's all about the way you think about it. It's all about the way you think about it. Because if you, like I said, if you're going into it thinking you're going to end up with some love story, some true life shit, no, 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 you're no, not no. going to. You're going to go in and you're going to get a boatload of drama, way more than you asked for, especially this past season with all the like race relations, right. which is, that was, a, I mean, everything about this season was a fucking disaster. I'm disaster. so happy that it's over. Yeah. So happy it's over. But like. You know, it's if you go into there being like, I'm going to have a good time with this. I'm going to laugh at it. We're all going to make fun of it. And we're all in on the joke. Mm-hmm. Then it's a it's a great time. And even the producers and stuff like they tweet, they post things, they make jokes really? now. Yeah, they're like very. Yes, they're all. It's very um like fourth wall at this yeah. point, I think. Is that fourth wall, right? Is the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think about Claire and Dale? Because, right, they're, they're like back together sort oh, of now. Who the fuck knows what they're up to? Those two. I'm so sick of it, to be uh, honest. Dale just make. OK, Yes. Claire sucks. Everybody knows sucks. that. Claire, Claire sucks. She's sucked always from, sucked. She's always sucked. Always. But Dale is a is a unique kind of terrible. Yes. Where he's like he's so opportunistic and so transparent about his opportunistic so energy. True. So true. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes. I no. He's obnoxious. Him. I think yeah. he's very obnoxious. I thought it was ridiculous that he agreed to because like that to me is a problem because Claire is a crazy person. Like, she's not just, she's not just like, uh, like, she is the worst. She's so annoying. She's legitimately insane. Like, if you ever watched her on Juan Pablo season, like, she's a nut job. And she's always been a nut job. And she, and just, that's just who she is. Right. Love that. I, we went in, when they said uh, Claire was going to be the Bachelorette, I was psyched. I was like, yes, bring in crazy fucking Claire. Like, let's go shake this shit up. And she did, in fact, do that. Right. But she picked Dale, who, like, humors her and, and like, lets it happen and, like, leads her on. But then, but you know when it's to his advantage right. and then when he's like sick of it he's like oh I gotta go to New York and like hang out with my model friends and like do all this other bullshit and it's like alright Dale like you it's like you said it's very clear what you're trying to do but you're yeah. kind of also taking advantage of Claire like she's right. she genuinely wants to be in love she wants to be like she probably wants to be famous but I think 
truly truly she just wants a fucking husband she wants, she wants babies kids. <laughs> she wants babies she wants all that shit and it's like dale if you're not gonna do that for her like jump ships that girl the woman is 39 years old leave her alone you know you don't need to do this let her let her do her own shit on the side dale you're not gonna be the one that's that's doing anything for her and i saw in the comments on like some in, on one of his instagrams like dale blink twice if like <laughs> if you need help i'm like no, 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 no. Dale knows exactly what he's doing. Dale was a nobody until Claire exactly. elevated him to his current status. Okay. And also if you look at his website, his personal website right now, it's God. like media appearances, like, like actor slash model in NYC, like Dale no, reality check. Okay. <laughs> like chill out Dale. Uh, the last, the last modeling I saw you doing was like the party city costumes. Like, I don't know if, if you, if you caught that, but he's like, um, which like, you know, that's fine. Do all that shit. Right. But don't suddenly act like you're some famous guy. Like, right. we're, we're referring to him by first name only. We're like Dale, as if he's fucking Cher. Like, that's how... It's Dale Moss, okay? That, yeah, yeah, it's Dale Moss. But you know what I mean? Like, but we all know what we're From talking Florida about. Or wherever. We yeah. all know what we're, what we're talking about because that's how famous he has become. And, right. and it's like, he has become that famous because of this huge blow up with Claire. So he played it right for his own fame. But now leave her alone. Like, don't... She really, really thinks that they have something together. And like, based on all the posts that she does and all of them like cupcaking around Florida and like whatever the fuck they're up to down there. I don't even know. I just hope that he's not like, you know, taking advantage of her, smashing her heart in a million pieces. I can't stand Claire, but I don't, I don't, I'm not down for like Dale right. coming in here and, and being the one to like ruin her life. Like that's not, I'm not down for that. Yeah. Well, like it's, it definitely takes like, a uniquely terrible person to have mm. the entire like Bachelor Nation defending Claire being like yes. please don't hurt her like. exactly like I, the, those words came out of my mouth I literally have never talked shit about more, a person more than I've talked about Claire Crawley and, no, I, I, and I right now yeah. I'm like I am like like stay away from my girl Claire like how dare you even touch Claire like I and that's but that's kind of how it is like you get these you get these like uh, I don't know these feelings for these people as if they're like you get you get uh, protective of them yeah, like you're like totally. oh don't fucking don't talk shit like only I can talk shit about Claire like don't you now come in here in real life like when they're on the show all bets are off when they're off the show again it's like alright now it's like you're Bachelor Nation like we ride together like we are not no man left behind Bachelor Nation that's a fact okay one last thing about Bachelor Nation who was the guy that Tisha was with in Paradise John Paul Jones. Okay, so the long blonde hair. Yes, yeah. yeah. I loved them together. He, they were so cute. He's he's so cute, and he's such like a dopey, silly guy. Like he's one of yeah. those like fun, whatever. Right. I think Tasha's more of a needs someone who's like more of a talker. I think like, he's more of like a like oh let's just eat some food and drink some beers and go surfing and like have a good time and make some jokes. That's John Paul Jones, just cracking jokes, surfing, having great hair. That's what he does. Yeah. Tasha needs a little more, needs someone like Zach who right. they can have like late long night discussions about Zach's time in rehab or whatever, like, you know, and learn something like that's she's, she's a little, has a little more depth. I think, unfortunately, I, I think, I think what I'm saying is I, I just have a crush on John Paul Jones. Oh, of course. Like... Everyone has a crush on John Paul Jones. He's, he's a, a precious, precious angel. And I, I hope the best for him. I'm sure he'll be coming back. Like at some oh, point, I really hope especially so. with, uh, with Tasha being on the season, like sh- right, right, they right. were, they were like a legit couple. Like their breakup was kind of a big deal. Like right. it was sad and whatever. And uh, so I bet they'll they'll maybe pull him through for Paradise again. I hope that they do Paradise this year. I'm hoping. Yeah, I think that they should. They should. They have. Uh, let's see. We just had the Bachelor finished up. The, Paradise the is back such to a- back, <laughs> back to back Bachelorette and Bachelor. By the way, this year was a nightmare, especially with the after show. Uh-huh. It was just. It, I think it was like 29 weeks or something in a row. We were doing shit like talking about the fucking Bachelor until 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, what is my life right now? Like, what are we doing? We're all talking about the show, breaking it down like game tape. Like that's how we. That's what we do on the show. And I love doing it, but I always like 
get home at midnight on a Monday, and I'm like, what am I, what am I doing here? But, um, but now we have a little bit of a break until The Bachelorette, which will probably come around uh, Memorial Day is usually when that starts. Uh-huh. And then we'll have that. That'll end like mid-June probably. Usually Bachelor in Paradise is in like August time for a couple weeks, like two weeks beginning. Th- this year, though, they're adding in a second Bachelorette. bachelorette. So I that'll be that. in fucking, yeah, so that'll be in like October again. So we're going to get that same shit. It'll be Bachelorette all through all through the fall, all through the winter, and then start right back up with The Bachelor again. It's just like the most Bachelor content of all time is about to come. All right, do you like Katie or who's the other one? Uh, Michelle. Michelle. I like. I actually like them both. Mm-hmm. I, I like Katie very much uh, when she was on. I think we're the same age. She's the one who came in with the vibrator, and I thought that right. it was like the funniest thing. I'm, I'm always like pro sex toy. Like love, love a good vibrator. Love it, yeah. And so I loved that. Thought it was silly. Um, she got a little like mothery around the house and was like kind of a snitch, which I'm not usually down for snitches, but those girls were acting like kids, so who cares? Yeah. And also it was it was Matt James. Like the season was already fucked. Um, and then uh, let's see, Michelle. I actually think will have a very interesting season. Like, Katie's, I think, is going to be a little predictable and, like, you know, it's going to be, like, a standard season. I think Michelle's will be interesting because she seems like um, like a really, like, emotionally deep person. Like, she is very laid back and mature about relationships. Like, she connected with Matt so fast that I thought for sure she was going to win, honestly. Like, the minute yeah. she showed up late and they, like, went on this date and I was like, that girl, like, they are together. Like, whatever. She made it to the final two. But, um, and she seems pretty salty about it still. Like she seems, she, when she had to, after the final rose, Matt came out, she's confronting him and she basically was like, get some new catchphrases. Like your shit's weak. Like she was not having it, like pretty rude to him. And I was like, okay, so we need some time for her to like get over it because clearly she's not over it yet. And, uh, but I have a feeling that she will, she'll yield an interesting season of like more of like a laid back, true, like love season. I'm, I'm anticipating for Michelle. It's so fascinating. Yeah, I, I mean, know. on the on the vibrator. Um, <laughs> Quick touch back on that vibrator. <laughs> yes, girl. Would you like a link? <laughs> Send you. Um, <laughs> I feel like like she's blown up on TikTok too, but uh-huh. I kind of get the same vibe from her where it's like it's very sticky. It's like Michelle, are you saying? No, um, Katie. Oh, Katie. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. You know she. I mean? It's like now. It's that's like, the know. thing. Is like <laughs> once she once it was clear that she was like going to be the Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. We all knew that ahead. They they have gotten really bad at like hiding that away and I think the problem is social media again because if someone like Katie gets voted off the show and suddenly at any point like disappears on social for a couple of weeks it's like well she's the bachelorette like now we know she's not posting stories every day like you gotta they have to get like smarter about that but that's all how we all knew really done no shit but I agree that it's like that was the funny part and they're gonna just beat it to death like I, I guarantee they're gonna walk in and you know the, I, the limo entrances, the guys coming out. Like, I bet she's going to get a bunch of vibrators. Like, it's going to be it's going to be insufferable oh, yeah. in the same she way. Gonna it's going to be insufferable in the same way that when Colton's season was happening and he was a virgin and every other breath, it was Colton's a virgin. Like, it's just blah, blah, blah. He's a virgin. He's, he's a virgin. virgin he's yeah. a virgin. Never shut the hell up about that. And I think that the vibrator situation and, like, sex positivity and whatever is going to be beat into the ground. Um, I, I think it's fine. I like that. But I, I guarantee it will get annoying. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Okay, so um, on the again on the lines of sex positivity, you recently had the M episode of your podcast yes. or, or something. I M, think yes. it was M. Just came out I, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, you say you masturbate five times a day. <laughs> so <laughs> that was on our that was on our L episode, uh, a clip from the L episode. I forget why that even came up. Uh, I need to know let more. Me see I, I'm like forgetting what the what the topics are. It was like liars. It was love, love, li- love, lies, and and something else. And uh, let's see what it is. 
It was uh, Tim. Murder mag- magic money is the is another new one. <laughs> Let's see. Liars, losers, and love. And we took oh, that's important. We took a loser <laughs> quiz on it. We were like, what makes you a loser? So we like took a loser <laughs> quiz. One of the questions was, how many times a day do you masturbate? And I like was like, I don't know, like five. And they were dying laughing. And I was like, what? Like you don't come five times when you masturbate? Like are you are you doing it wrong? Like what do you mean? It's very easy. People think it like takes all this time. I'm like, no, it doesn't. It takes like five minutes. And I like I'll come at least twice. And then, you know, if I it's like I said, if it's a Saturday afternoon and I wake up and I'm like, oh sure, a couple times. And then it's like, I'll lay around in bed. I'm on my phone, I'm like, Peter, I'm like, maybe one more time. Like has has no one done that? I'm like, you guys are crazy. Like, they're just not doing it right. They're all making fun of me, they're laughing at me. They're not doing it right. And the quiz is like, loser. <laughs> yes, literally. Yeah, it was like the more, it was like, if it's more than one, you're a loser. And I was like, oh, please. Like, it's, you're prude. That's what you are. You're not getting off as much as I am. I've, I've got a much better attitude than you do. So I'm, I'm so curious about this. Like, I'll be honest. Yes. Like, if I get a new vibrator or, you know, a, a totally lazy Sunday or whatever, yes, then yes. yeah, I'll, I'll hit five I'm or six. I'm not saying every <laughs> single day I'm, I'm, I'm masturbating five times a day. Let's not get it twisted. Like, I'm not, like, that's, I mean, you know, some weeks, who knows? But <laughs> certainly not. Certainly not every day. How do you achieve? Like, do you have to rest after every orgasm, or do they kind of roll together? They kind of they kind of roll together. Like, okay, it's, okay. some usually some will roll will like roll into one. Like maybe one will roll into two, and then I need a break, and then I'll go back. <laughs> usually that's the that's the, the amazing, uh, sequence amazing, of events is, is that. What do you feel like? I mean, I always ask people this on the pod. Like, what do you think makes great sex for you? I mean, you're mm-hmm. thirty, right? Like, mm-hmm. you probably had like some terrible sex, some great sex. What do you feel like sets apart? A great dick down. I think that great, great choice of words. I love, it. I love, it. I on record love a good dick down. Love a good dick down. I think these days I have, I have been like, and I think it's, it, I don't know if it's like pandemic related or it's just the point I am in my life. I have been very much like yearning for passion. Like I want like, like a sensual situation. I want like neck kisses. I want all that, and like I want, to, I want like some slow sex. Like that's mm-hmm. like the mood I've been in lately. But. um Really anything that's just like that feels passionate, that feels like, yeah. oh, we're in the throes of it. Like, my God, like that that makes it good for me. I don't yeah. like when it's like robotic or if there's like the awkward, like we have to stop to take our clothes off. Like that part I hate. I hate if there's not like undressing happening where we're like, we have to stop. I know that it's practical and it's like immature for me to be like, oh, it's not romantic when we have to like stop and take our unbutton our pants. But it isn't. It isn't. Like it isn't romantic. And it's like, oh, quick. Like I don't want to think about how like I'm fumbling with my pants and like I got to pull, you know, are my socks going to come off? Make sure, you know, it's just like... It's too much thinking. I'm already in my head so much. So anything that can like pull me out of my own head, I, yes. think, is, I think is my my favorite kind of shit. That's that's such a good point, like yeah. about getting out of your head. And also it's so interesting how you can tell like when you're having sex with someone, like there's kind of like, I would say like, like I don't know, like, like speed five or so, where yeah. like that's like your average speed. But then like sometimes someone will give you like an eight, you know what I mean? Yeah, they'll, they'll kick just, it up, like, right. They'll kick it up. I love that's a, so exciting. I love like an unexpected, maybe like a like a flip around I didn't expect where I'm like, whoa, you're strong. Like, I, oh my God, like you didn't seem so strong a minute ago. And oh I'm my like, God. like, how'd you move my body like that? Like, I didn't expect it. But I like, I laugh at those times where I'm like, oh, okay. Like yeah. if, I, if something surprises me, I usually will be like, oh, okay. That was, that was pretty good. Surprised me in a good way. Right. That's the, I usually will, will mark that as good sex. I've also recently been into like moaning, like yeah. both me and the person I'm having sex yeah, with, yeah. like it does tend to like help like lift the, I completely the vibes, yeah. you know what I mean? I totally agree with that. And I cannot stand having sex with somebody who is silent. I can't, oh, it, a, that is bad sex to me. If someone is silent, cause I am not, I am a talker. I am like annoying probably. Like it's just, I am not a, I'm not someone who's quiet during sex right. and I don't like uh, people that are. Cause I'm like, well, are, 
do you feel anything? What's happening here? Tell me. Like, tell me how how hot I am right now. Like, what are you doing? I'm, you're having sex with me. Like, how tight am I? Tell me. Like, you know, it's just, come on. Gotta have it's it. It's so funny that you say that because one of the lines I always use, and I'm realizing I need to revise it because I'm always like, what does it feel like for you? Or like, does that feel good? Like, what does it feel like? Yeah, yeah. And like, always does that feel good. That's my laziest. <laughs> does it feel good? Like, that's me being lazy every time. And they're always like, it, like, like it's either tight, wet, warm, and I'm like, uh-huh. I, I get some variation or like <laughs> those pairing are warm, <laughs> warm. I think I don't like. I think tight and wet for sure. Warm, I'd be like, what is this? this a soft also- blanket? <laughs> like, it's my pussy, man. That's not. It's also like it's, really it's bad. better than warm. <laughs> but it's when that, like you ask that, and then they're just they just like it's really warm. It's like yes. Yeah. Guys are like their dick is inside you. They can think of nothing else. They're like, all I can think about is how I don't want to come right now. Like, don't want to come yet. Like, that's all they're thinking about. And this bitch is asking me to like explain how it feels. Like, if I tell you, I'm gonna come. So I can't tell you <laughs> because it's too good. That's what I tell myself. <laughs> but it's also like I've never thought about that before. Being inside of a vagina, like with your penis, must be extremely warm. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it is. I am so curious. I would love to have a penis for like one day like just to see what it's oh like. There are just a few things that I want to do. I want to like pee standing up. I want to see what that's like. I want to, I, actually I want to pee like twice during the day. I want to pee once like at home where I'm just peeing. I would like to also try to pee in like a public place through my pants. I want to see how difficult that is. I just feel like these are things that will be good to understand of men, you know? And then I, and then I would like to feel what it's like in a, in a vagina. But that's it. I don't need to, I don't need to know like what's your asshole feel like. like I don't need all that. I feel like I, I'll get the gist, you know? I just need to know. I'm just curious. I'm or just like, curious. Yeah, just the level of feeling in general. Like, yeah. I'm curious. Like, one time my boyfriend was like, it feels like this to my arm. Like, like, yeah. and I was like, <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we go to the doctor? Because that's ridiculous. <laughs> it shouldn't feel like that. He was like, well, it's just, it's not as sensitive as your vagina. I was like, yeah, but like, but really it feels like this. What I'm doing, if you can't see, you can't see. So I'm, I'm like rubbing my, yeah. my forearm. She's just like rubbing her arm. Like it's just, it looks like the worst sex of all time. It looks like a, like one of those like burns you give to your friends, you know? Like when you like move the skin around and burn your skin. <laughs> it's fucking middle school shit that you would do. That's what it looked like you were just doing. And I can't, I can't, that's ridiculous. Like that can't be true. But I also, like, I think that guys and women are lucky in the way that guys don't realize what they're missing out on. Like how good our orgasms are. Like they don't know how good it is. But they also don't know how like few and far between they are. Like I like I I come way more times with when it's my vibrator when it's me mm-hmm. when and specifically vibrator like not mm-hmm. usually dildos don't really do it for me like some stuff like that it's always like some sort of uh, like clitoral stimulation that's sure, best sure, for yeah. me and um, but if I'm having sex like, again like all sure I'm coming but I it's a different kind of it like it's a different kind of come and yes. it's more about like the moment and the and everything about it than it is like literally the feeling of your dick. Like I'm not necessarily like dying over your dick. I'm just (laughs) dying over the feeling I had and it happens to be attached to you. So, you know. It's so true. And okay, one of my least favorite things I've actually never talked about on this podcast is when you're coming and you know, like I feel like a female orgasm just lasts longer. I think that's actually a scientific fact. For sure. So like if you're like three, four, five seconds in and they're still kind of like pounding you, Mm -hmm. it feels so weird. And it's like- It's almost like (laughs) uncomfortable. Like I don't don't love, if I'm I'm still- like I almost want to be like, don't, don't touch me, don't touch yeah. me. Like, I, like get away, get away, get away. Like, Let me like, yeah. Like it's too. Yes, I need, I need to like pull it all back in. Like I need to get it in. I need to like reset my shit because right now it's like it's there, and I'm a little too stunned to really react. So I need a second. Like I need a quick second. Yeah, I, I agree with that completely. <laughs> and then there's obviously the whole like post not clarity that men get. Hey, I mm. get that too. Okay. So. Oh, fucking duh. That's I wrote this thing the other day. I was um. I was doing this thing for Adam and Eve, my, my friends over at Adam and Eve, and they, I was like writing this blog for them about their sex toys, and um, I was talking about, 
or what did I say in the beginning? I was like, it's crazy that, that we don't talk about girls masturbating more because like guys never shut the fuck up about how much they masturbate. Like if I, I, I probably had at least two conversations today already, guys talking about jerking off. Like at least it's, it's like noon right now. It's, you know what I mean? Like, what do you, what the fuck? And girls never do. Girls yeah. never talk about it. They always say like, um, you know, like, oh, once you jerk off the head clarity thing, whatever, <laughs> literally same. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's like, especially if I'm hungover, like the shit like that. You know what I mean? Like it's, it provides clarity. It's like a release of sorts. Exactly. And it, and it yeah. is across the board. It applies to all people. Yeah. And I think that's why like the continued pounding post or during, it doesn't feel as good. Yeah. Cause like yeah. what I'm saying, I'm just like, mm, like, no, no, no. Yeah. I don't yeah, need this. Like, and now I'm back in my head. Like you, right. <laughs> like you, you fucked it out of me and then I came back, you know, like my, yeah, yeah, turn yeah. the lights back on. Well, Kelly, I know we got to wrap up, but is there anything, I mean, where, first of all, where can our listeners find you? And yeah, is there any like last word of wisdom you would give to our young female listeners? Let's see. La- let's see. Uh, all right. Well, first I'll do follows. You can follow me. Uh, Twitter and Instagram are my my mains. Also, uh, TikTok. They're all Kelly Keegs, except for Instagram is Kelly.Keegs. Very annoying. But I can't get just regular <laughs> Kelly Keegs. Very annoying. So I have that. And then uh, the Because We Had a High podcast is available everywhere. And also on YouTube. We put videos up on YouTube of oh, us, sick. which is so fun. I love YouTube so much more. Um, last words of advice. Hmm. Like, don't fuck this up. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, damn. Probably. I, I want to read my favorite Taylor Swift lyric. Oh, read that go, first. While, while read that first. Think, maybe it, maybe it'll inspire me. I have a, I have a little a little thought, but I'll I'll let you read this lyric first. You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. <laughs> I love, I love, uh, that's Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Duh. Yeah. Fantastic was- line. You play stupid games, you win stupid so prizes. True. Yeah, fantastic, yeah. fantastic line. There are so many lines in Taylor Swift that I could quote all day long. I would say as far as last words of advice, just don't care as much as you think you need to. I think is what I've tried to tell myself. Like, I'm a very anxious person. I have, like, gone through depression, anxiety, whatever. And I always like care so much about things and beat myself up over stuff and just really think it's like the most important thing in the world is ending. If I do not do this or if I'm not here for this, that's not always true. It's not like the world is bigger than you and that's not in like a mean way or like a condescending way. It's just like take some of that weight off of your shoulders. You don't yeah. need to feel like the world ends if you don't do something or if you're not feeling a certain way or you're not, you know, living up to your full potential. You'll get there and everything will be fine. And you just have to remind yourself of that when you're feeling low. I love that. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank this you is for amazing. having me. Thank I had you. so much fun. What a good chat. <laughs> Lovely Pop culture afternoon. Queen. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you.